For days now, I've been receiving spiritual or telepathic transmissions from a man I once knew a long, long time ago. As if I can trust that said man A, remembers me, B, gives a shit I existed in the present, C, is free since we all know all men are taken. By Angelina Jolie, primarily. D, wants to be with me. E, cannot get me off his brain. F, wants a spiritual relationship on top of all the rest. I mean, if it's true, let's do it. Let's be together. However, I am highly skeptical, especially since I have two torture smiths in my head. Constantly barraging me with foolishness and extracting my most delightful experiences and memories. It is to teach me what signs to look for in a mammal that is attracted to me, I understand that, but do I really need to hope for an impossible outcome as part of it? Ladies, here are the signs of a good man. 1. He doesn't pressure you to have sex, but you absolutely know he wants it. 2. He doesn't get distracted by other ladies, even if you're at Hooters or a titty bar. 3. He won't make promises, he just does nice things. 4. His eyes glitter and sparkle when he looks at you, with an intensity you cannot ignore. 5. He puts you first. Even in bed. Especially in bed. Does that mean a man who doesn't have these qualities can't develop them? Absolutely not. Show them this list and demand better. They know they can step up and that list is written in universal English. I don't use archaic words or concepts, I'm not dolling it up in Old English or Middle English. Plain modern English with small words. Not that I think anyone needs them to be small words, specifically, but I've learned by now if you state things the way a five-year-old can understand, then they have no fucking excuses left. My ex-rapist pressured me to have sex every night, sadly. The architect's overview of what happened, in one sense, is as follows, we had a relationship where I felt like an equal because I participated as an equal. I felt valued, barely, for a time because his actions screamed marriage and his words screamed cold feet. However, since the actions and words never matched, the harmony necessary for happiness between us could never be achieved. He dumped me on the advice of another man, who told him to make a decision. Either marry the girl or chase the orgy he always dreamed of. He dumped me, thinking it would be easy. Thinking that nothing untoward would happen, we'd just break apart like fornicators where no feelings were involved. Except we both had intense feelings, whether he wants to admit it or not. Then I became his tenant, and that's where the equality ended. I moved into the spare bedroom. I had more rights and liberties with my space but it came at a sacrifice of my soul, my body, which he raided nightly. I'd kick him out on occasion, only to realize he'd worm his way back into bed with me eventually, so he wasn't actually learning how to grow, just how to manage not getting sex so he could go back to having sex. Meanwhile, he grew more deeply attached while I distanced myself. I couldn't leave because of a trauma bond, which I've not seen any literature on just yet. It's what God told me it was and I believe it. I wanted to leave for years. Every instance of sex since the moment I wanted to leave is outright rape. Every instance of sex that led up to that moment is also rape because he wasn't trying to get me off. He was merely doing what pleaseth him to do and then getting himself off. I presume he was daydreaming about his sister considering other things that happened in the relationship. Breadcrumbs lead me to believe that he is in love with Rachel. First off, the first time he came in my mouth was in her bedroom. I found it insanely awkward that he wanted to have sex in her bed, which she'd given us to sleep in for the evening and she slept with Evelyn, her daughter. I now understand that she might have had a concern about her brother being alone with her daughter, as well, 
considering he molested Rachel as a child. That's the second point I have against him and this incestuous bond I have detected. And the third? He told me once I was like a sister to him. That was the statement that told me I needed to run away, quite honestly, and it happened in 2015. I was already trauma-bound and barely limped away in 2019. I have come to understand that I am a battered ex-wife, now. First, we were common-law married, we still share an account jointly in our names. He refuses to relinquish power of attorney to me over this account, even though I'm the reason we bought it all together and he has absolutely zero interest in doing anything other than potentially taking it away from me and handing it over to someone else for a 10% return on what he paid for it. He abused me thoroughly. In fact, after we bought this vacation package, good all over the world, we never used it. I still haven't used it except once, when I went on vacation with a bunch of lady friends. I remember telling them in a text message, no dicks allowed. They're all married. I wouldn't have minded in other circumstances, but I wanted to be surrounded by healthy feminine energies. Only one of them is and was healthy. The other two are very sick. I surmise they are being raped. When I say they are being raped, I don't mean they are having sex against their will. I mean that their significant other, or they themselves, are unable to properly connect before, during, and after the act of sexual intimacy. There should be a spiritual component to the union of two bodies, for you should be having a union of two souls, as well. As for my delusion, I keep seeing Dane's dark eyes, fixed on mine, as he takes me to new heights, our foreheads touching as we gaze at each other. He's slow, careful, and considerate, and focused only on me getting to the finish line. Without pain. With love. My arms are around his neck and we are kissing passionately off and on. He is a god and I am his goddess. Have you ever once felt that way, ladies? Then you're being raped. I'm sorry to tell you that, but there are spiritually awakened men who are like this. I'm still searching for mine, and I might have to teach him how to awaken first, but I plan to teach a lot of people how to become enlightened because I have the code and I am the code cracker. I am an autistic woman that is fully functional, at least when I'm not half dead thanks to abusing myself and my dairy allergy with the latest trendy diet, and I already see the pattern for awakening. I've already had the kundalini awakening. Next, I will achieve the Sekhmet awakening, which nobody knows about just yet. According to God or the gods or whomever I speak to that is actually credible in my brain, the Sekhmet awakening will balance out the kundalini awakening. The image with the twin serpents is Sekhmet and kundalini together. Ah, now we're going to be cooking. I just received my cheap ball from Master Berardino Nardella, which I've programmed to the tune of protection. I'll admit, I also did a meditation today to connect with my starseed ancestry, between these two healings, the evil bitches in my head seem to be gone. God says it's partly because of both of them, but also other things I've been doing, like receiving more attunements and healings from different masters and their recorded content. This also means the man who supposedly wants to make love to me is no longer to be heard. This is a bit sad, but since I think it was just Nick playing tricks on me again, boy does he evolve, I'm okay with it. I now know what to wait for. It's not specifically that man, though I totally would, he's both extremely attractive, I think the normie word might be hot, and, more importantly, empathic. The important thing to a good man is empathy. Does he speak to your heart? If he only speaks to your brain, get rid of him. He doesn't love you. Every man with PTSD needs healed to properly restore their empathy capabilities. As for full-on fornicators, 
they need their hearts broken and blown to smithereens in order to improve. I did that to my ex-rapist, but unfortunately for him, I was his first girlfriend, it lasted almost five years, sadly, and he has no idea how he got me into bed in the first place, so he is failing to recreate it. He has no understanding of emotions, starting with his own. I don't think he's going to learn before he dies, either, he's 50 or so now. I tried to explain it in plain English, both shyly and bluntly, but he never listened to me. If he had, we'd still be together, because he would have improved in the areas I found troublesome. Although I suppose that never would have cured his epic desire to express wanderlust in the loins of other women folk.